What a lovely day for just sitting in a park watching the world go by. Yes. Although, can you hear that whistling noise? What whistling noise? There. Can you hear it? It's somewhere between the robins and the blackbirds. No, I'm not hearing anything. Sure it isn't tinnitus? No, there's definitely a whistling noise. Listen really hard. Oh yes, you're right. A very faint whistling. Sounds like a large object falling from the sky. What, like a grand piano? No, doesn't sound classical enough. A sofa? Don't be ridiculous. We're nowhere near Ikea. What could it be? <coughs> An anvil! That's it. I knew we'd work it out in the end, Jane. Jane? Oh dear, crushed by an anvil and on such a lovely afternoon. Ah well, better release the clowns. Mexico, AD 1508. Members of High Council convened to discuss the annual crop festival. Well, thank you both for coming on such short notice. I'm sorry, but Kibo won't be joining us today as he was eaten by a pack of wild boar on the way to work. So, Torgo, I'm now promoting you to Entertainment Coordinator. Woohoo! And since we only trade in goats, here are your wages. <laughs> Don't spend it all at once. <laughs> Who's this? Torgo, this is Kalula. She's from Marketing. And she's going to help us with our image problem. Now, attendance, the last three ritual sacrifices, has been, to say the least, underwhelming. Kalula has a few ideas she thinks might help us out. Kalula? Right, well, first things first. I couldn't help but notice you're still referring to it as a sacrifice. Research shows us that the S word is a big off-putter with your key demographic. What's wrong with sacrifice? Well, sacrifice suggests that the victim has something to lose. Well, they do. Their life. Yes, but you don't want them to see it that way. You need to spin it into a positive. For example, they're not losing their life, they're gaining celebrity. Ah... It's okay. I see a lot of smaller villages struggle to put together a strong PR campaign with so little resources. I heard last year alone, 17 independent ritual sacrifices were forced to cancel due to low turnout. Tragic. Right, next up, we've had some feedback about the way in which we select the nominee to die. Apparently, shouting, last one to the top of the pyramid gets it, is really singling out the old and overweight. Well, what if we pick names from a hat? That's fair. That won't work. Our neighbouring city tried that, and people just ended up writing down fake names. Two years in a row they tried to sacrifice a Dr Ed on the floor. So, tell us, how do they do it in the big city? They leave it up to God. Ah, of course. God. No, G-O-D. The Gauntlet of Doom. Whoever fails to make it through in time gets, you know... Running a gauntlet. That sounds fun. Let me take a note. I just need to tattoo it on my arm so I don't forget. Ah. And finally, Gorg, mm -hmm. I understand your current methodology for synergising crop yield maximisation with consumer-based streamlining is causing some discord? Um, she said that us sacrificing people by pushing them down the well is getting on everyone's tits. Oh, I'd say. Most of the people we push down there just end up breaking a leg or something. They keep the entire village up all night with their constant wailings of anguish. It's enough to put you off your chilli chocolate chicken and maize. OK, so thinking out of left field, I want to hit you with something. It's very hip, it's very now. I'm listening. Decapitation. Ooh. It's 
quick, it's exciting, and there's no prolonged suffering to bring the mood down. I like it. But do we like this phrase, decapitation? We don't want to scare off the regulars. What if we say, lifting a weight off their shoulders? Oh, I like that. Very zen. I can market that. Ha! I knew you were worth carting in from the capital. Worth every goat. <laughs> Glad I could be of assistance. Oh, before you go, we've had a lot of people forgetting when the ritual actually takes place. We need a better way of reminding people what day it is. Yes, that does sound problematic. Actually, I've been working on something called a calendar. It notifies the user of exactly what the day, month and year is at any given time. Intriguing. But it doesn't sound very hip. Any way to boost the wow factor? I can add cute pictures of cats and make it wall-mountable. Perfect. Let's action it. Come here, boy. Yes, sir? What have you just done? I've released the clowns, sir. He wanted to fly higher. Get the hell out of my way. They wouldn't let him. Hasta la vista, baby. This summer, the sky's the limit in Jonathan Livingston Seagal. Starring Steven Seagal. I'm gonna take you to the bank. To the blood bank. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll fly back. Bruce Willis. Fly out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Jason Statham. Get your beak out of my chips, you beady-eyed feathery slag. And Liam Neeson. I'm a seagull with a very particular set of skills. If you don't fly back down here now, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will. Punch your feckin' beak off. Coming soon to a cinema near you, it's Jonathan Livingston Seagal. Release the clowns. I just think the government has to decide. That's right. Are we punishing prisoners? Yeah, or rehabilitating them. Yeah, totally. If you're rehabilitating yep. them, it costs a lot more up front, yep. but that can pay societal dividends later. Mummy! Mm-hmm. Shush! Reductions in reoffending mm-hmm. alone makes rehabilitation worth doing. Mummy! Where's my orange crayon? Quiet! Mummy's talking with Uncle Dave. That's right. And then, on top of that, there's a fact that they're no longer crayons. I want my orange crayon! Shh. But productive members Mommy! of society... Shush! Well, punishment's cheaper in the short term. Mummy! Where's my orange crayon? Sue, stop interrupting. Can't you see Mummy's talking? Yes, and I know you think what you're talking about is very important. That's right. But let's look at the facts. Mm-hmm. What? You're a 47-year-old housewife who's unlikely ever to become Secretary of State for the prison service, mm. right? Well, I suppose not. So you can't change anything no matter how much you talk about it. Nope. So talking about it really isn't important at all. Mm-hmm. But you can effect change in the here and now. How? If you help me find my orange crayon, then I can draw my picture. 
Drawing pictures increases creativity, which helps build important neural networks that will better enable me to think laterally. Mm. But I can't... Shh! Artistic endeavours also foster concentration and self-discipline. With concentration, self-discipline and the ability to think laterally... Then, who knows, maybe one day I could become Secretary of State for the prison service and be able to sort out the terrible mess that your generation is creating. So please, for the sake of the prison service, find my orange crayon. (sighs) All right. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Thanks, Mummy. I'll be quiet now, so you can go back to talking about things you can never hope to change. Mm. Thanks. Oh, Sue, try not to stick it up your nose this time. That's why Mum's released the clowns. Golly gosh, Miss Marple, I would so love to uncover the identity of the cad who murdered poor Arabella. It really was most simple. It started when I stumbled across the bluish-grey strand of lost fibre on Father Jenkins' chest wig in Aylesford Priory. I knew Edinburgh Abbey was only open to privates between Friday and Thursday, Mm -hmm. except Friday, of course, Mm -hmm. when dear Professor Atkinson had placed a strict curfew of nine noon for visitors, shop assistants and pornographers. So it would have been impossible for Sylvia, the postman, to have a key to Stanford Palace, unless, obviously, her ex-widow, Miss Brent, borrowed the corkscrew from Phil Ferret the night after I died. But... But as my best friend and avowed enemy Clarkson pointed out, what good is Fanta without a Spice Girl to burn the lipstick traces wiped clean with fingerprints? And ever since Robbie Williams left the Beatles, poor next-door stranger Jared Gerald had developed a beastly grudge against his female brother's four triplets and its forgotten Labrador Samuel. Ah, ah. So it was Gerard. Would that it was so simple. Oh. Alas and a lack and a oh. cack. No, Patricia the Underman has always suspected the 1960s minor strike what? of 1997. After before thatwards. Fortunately for Attila the Hun, those miners were Lord Majors and only struck matches, while football matches were, shall we say, no match for Jerry Rugby and his talking elephants, Edward the Radio VJ, for literature. Simon could not possibly have deciphered the Greek prescription for classes, as he had only studied classics and moderns and sociology from Harvard Polytechnic, the famed nursery school in Stoke, every day for four nights at the local farm away brewery called Midnight. How did this make Alice feel? Um, 
Uh, Ecstatic, depressed, in moderation. What? Adolf subscribed to the school of hard knocks, whereas James was a strict Buddhist with leeway, unlike Jackson, who tended to Oriental religion. Hardly welcome in the Zen monk house, funded by Islamic fundamentalist Dave, who didn't believe in God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, only the Trinity of the Holy Ghost, Christ and Yahweh. I can't believe I didn't think of that before. You mean... Yes, it never was. Multiple suicide head inflicted knife arsenic slice splice spice girl bitten repeatedly only once mind blowjobs to the neck and inner toes over what? jealousy revenge money reinherited unmarriage sports award paranoia debt mortgage illicit. I I don't quite understand. <sighs> Let me run through it again. Oh. It was after Brother in Men the croquet commentator encountered the much hated, highly popular Eric the Mistress Clown in Men. Release the clowns! <laughs> See you on the front line! Oh, Mary, I'm glad I caught you. Oh, hi, Joan. I just wanted to let you in on something. There have been some whispers around the cuticles. Oh, cubicles, silly me. Where is my head at? <laughs> Actually, Mary, it's uh, fairly serious. It's about Lewis's bonus. People are unhappy. People think it's unfair. And given his performance, I think it's appropriate that we hold him physically responsible. Physically? Do you mean fiscally? Oh, is that what I said? Deary me. Oh, I must be tired. T-G-I-F. Am I right, Mary? T-G-I-F. But look, emotions have been running high since we all went away on that bondage weekend. Oh, Joan, you've done it again, I think. <laughs> what have I said this time? Mary? Mary, go on. I think you mean bonding, not bondage. It was a team bonding weekend. Oh, Mary, how funny. A bondage weekend. Imagine the carnage. The poor boys in HR. All that paperwork. But seriously, Mary, I can tell you're in a rush, so I'll keep it brief. We're not happy. We will take action. I'm just taking the opportunity to get people's input. Obviously, whatever you say will be unanimous. My lips are sealed. It's anonymous, Joan. And I don't want to incinerate anything. Insinuate. But things are really heating up on floor seven. We've got these unions for a reason. And if we're unhappy, we have to take a stand. Now, we've had our orders from the gecko. Gecko? Absolutely, Mary. So up on floor seven, we've got together... Thrown ideas around and we've had a revolution. Joan, you keep doing this. You mean revelation. Do I? Which one means a violent uprising? Joan, is that a chainsaw? So, basically, what I'm trying to say is, take some time, have a think about it, and when you're ready, we'll be up on the roof throwing printers at helicopters. Oop, that'll be the call to arms. I wish I'd gone on that bondage weekend now. 
Release the Clowns starred Karen Morden, Alex Marion, Phil Whelans, Casper Michaels, Joe Tilly, Martin Hyder, Phil Nice, Nick Hildred, Amy Holmes, Simon Littlefield, Dan Willis, Marco Chu and Holly Meachin. It was written by Alex Marion, Nick Hildred, Ellery Morgan, Gwenon Hardy, Michael Monkhouse and Craig Sheldon. The social media wrangler is Dan Willis and the show is produced by Nick Hildred and Alex Marion. If you want more fun, then tune into the hilarious mental meanderings of Stacey, Mum and Kipper the Cat with Rough Giraffe. Or take a trip into the Deep South with bourbon-loving occasional misanthrope Juliet Miranda in The Unwritable Rant. And delve into the world of comic books and science fiction in the No Phony Podcast Network's featured show, Heroes Garage. And stay tuned for a dystopian vision of the future with a sneaky peek of the bold and brilliant audio drama, Rise of King Asylus. See you in two. It is written, the meek shall inherit the earth, but not on my watch. I am King Asylus. I wasn't born to be a king, but America needed something democracy could no longer give her. And so, like a chess master, I made my moves with anticipation and bravado. This is not just my story, nor simply about my rise to power. This is a story about our world and the monsters that control governments. What happens when the monsters cannot control me? The Rise of King Osiris. Listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Visit the rise of King Osiris dot com. <laughs>